My goal as a practitioner and as a coach is to teach you ways where you can actually learn how to move through trauma in a way where you can garner the wisdom from it into your body, into your life, where your happy experiences can be even more rich. Welcome to Deep Within. On this show, we dive deep into the nervous system, emotional healing, and transformation from within the body. When I started my personal development journey, it was all in the mind, doing affirmations, visualizations, listening to endless motivational videos. And I found that this approach without actually getting my body on board only left me in deeper shame and distress. So this is actually how I discovered somatic body-based healing. My name is Marina Yanai Triner, and I am the Compassionate Somatic Coach. I am gentle, sensitive, and I love deep conversations. I am so, so, so excited and so glad you're here so we can feel like we're together in our own little bubble of deep talks. Perhaps you are already triggered by this title, and that's okay. I created a post at this point that you're listening to this, probably a long time ago, about trauma being gift. I've actually created a couple posts about it, and people were mostly excited and thankful and feeling hopeful, but a few people were very upset by it, triggered, um, unfollowed me, all that fun stuff on Instagram, you know. Um, So I thought that this would be a really worthwhile topic to expand upon because when things trigger us, it's always a sign that there is some gold here and something interesting to look into. And I think that I do understand the people that were upset by this comment or this idea that trauma can be our greatest gift. I definitely get it. I think that this is all about where you are at in your healing journey, your views, what you've been through, how you grew up, and how you want to view your healing journey. So first of all, I want to say that I'm totally purely speaking from my own experience, from my own embodiment, from my own story. And if you don't agree with me, that's totally fine. (laughs) I guess what really bugged me about the people that were really vocal, I mean, a few people expressed that they didn't like this idea in a very beautiful, mature way, which I really appreciated. And I really like when people disagree with me. It always gives me some things to talk about. But a few people were saying that I need to evolve, that they're going to unfollow me, that all everything that I wrote and said um, later as a comment or as a response about what I wrote um, was not helpful at all and all that kind of stuff. And essentially, I was left feeling like the only thing I can do is to just delete my post or create a whole new post or change my mind. And that is the only thing that was going to please them. 
And you know, it's funny because I'm really glad that this is happening now and not a year or two ago because at that point I probably couldn't deal with it. I was just so much in my own fond, people-pleasing you know, response in my nervous system that I really couldn't handle these types of comments and people viewing me in this way. And I think it's really wonderful that I can handle it now and that I can understand and appreciate where these things come from and why people get triggered and all of that type of stuff. So first, I kind of wanted to comment. I know it's not entirely related, but it is kind of related just in general. And I will put the post in the show notes in case you're curious what I'm talking about because Instagram moves so fast and you probably don't even know what post I'm talking about. That's why I love having a podcast because it has more context. We can go more in depth about things rather than just like, you know, a post that disappears. But anyway, I wanted to talk about just in general when you're triggered about a post or a person or a family member or whatever, A huge part of the healing journey is the ability to pause and remove yourself from the situation before you comment. And that's so important because, you know, if you don't do that, the other person becomes your, um, what do you call it? Punching bag. That's what you call it. Your punching bag. And I essentially became that for a lot of these comments and Of course, it hurt, you know, to read that in the way that people were speaking or writing. But to me, it was like they were speaking to me. It was not pleasant. And it was upsetting because it's crazy how you can read somebody's words and just like totally vilify them because of your own experience, because of your own pain, and frankly, because of your own trauma when you are triggered. And when that person actually, you know, has just such pure intentions. And that's really how I see myself when I share posts like that, that it's really about providing as much service and support for people. I am not an angel. Please don't, you know, put me on a pedestal or anything. I obviously have my own things and my own triggers, okay? But in this case, I just felt like, I remember when I wrote that post and I was like so in flow and I remember in that moment I just felt this feeling of lightness around my own trauma and what a gift it has been just this whole journey of being alive even though it has been challenging of course and I was like I have to share that you know and that's why I wrote the post so yeah it's just interesting how things can just be taken to crazy levels because someone is reading what you wrote but if it's in person it probably wouldn't look like it did but in general i just think that when we take out our rage on someone whether it's online or in person or in whatever way it's not healing at all to us So it's not just like icky and gross behavior, frankly. I've done it. I do it. It happens. And I think it's gross behavior. It's also not helpful because it's kind of like when your nervous system is really activated and you release that, you discharge that activation. I believe I've talked about this before in the podcast, 
by going on a really fast run or basically by matching your level of activation with some kind of activity. That feels safe because your body's like, oh, you know, this is my state and it's being reflected out, but it is not healing. You know, it feels good in the moment, but it doesn't actually shift the way that your nervous system operates generally. So, you know, I think it's pretty cool that being an asshole is also not very good for us. (laughs) It's not good for anyone. Um, So before you ever comment on someone's post, if you find yourself activated by something someone wrote, or even by the ways that someone shows up, you know, I feel that. I remember feeling really triggered and activated by a bunch of women that were very sexy online. And it was very activating to me. I never wrote to them, what's wrong with you? Put some clothes on or something like that. Because I knew that I was being activated by my own stuff. And it is not their responsibility to make me feel better or to change the way that they are being. As long as they are not creating harm in my life, of course, you can argue that all kinds of ways. But I don't feel like they're harming me directly. And I don't feel like a post with someone's opinion harms you directly. Yeah, demanding them to change it or acting out of your own trauma is just very unhelpful. So that's just a little note. And now, you know, I kind of laid in bed this morning and I was reflecting on why do I feel this way? Why do I feel so strongly that trauma can be a gift? And I want to share about it with you. Even if you don't agree, I hope you will stick around and you will just take in some of this information. And I know it's going to help most of you and you're not going to be triggered by it. You're going to be inspired by it. So that's why I'm really making this podcast. But even if it's triggering to you, I really hope that you stick around and you kind of regulate yourself through this and you allow it to to just kind of penetrate your consciousness in some way. So when I started my healing journey, it was really in my late teens slash early 20s. And it was when I really went to my first therapist that was free through my university. And it was after so many years of being in an abusive relationship. And then even when the relationship ended... I struggled so badly with my mental and emotional health. I, you know, struggled with suicidal thoughts and just was really, really, really struggling in my life. It was very heavy. It was really hard. And every day felt like a challenge to even like get out of bed was just so challenging and felt impossible to exist. So I went to my first therapist, and of course that was really helpful. And I remember at that time that she kind of was talking to me a lot about trauma. I mean, I knew nothing about it. I wasn't aware of anything. I didn't even realize that being in an abusive relationship was any kind of trauma or, you know, inflicted any kind of difficulty on my life. And she was sharing a lot about PTSD and what it feels like and you know that's exactly what I was going through and I remember 
this question came to me. I have no idea where it came from, but this question just came to me, which was, what do you enjoy about being a victim? And that was really interesting, you know, because I did enjoy parts of it, right? I really, it, parts of it had a benefit to me because I felt like I didn't know it back then. And now it makes so much sense because I was receiving a lot of empathy for the things that I've gone through in my life when I would share my story. And I was really craving that so bad and I wasn't giving it to myself. And I was so used to growing up with criticism, so much criticism, so much, you know, you should be like this, you should do this, this is wrong, this is bad, this is a problem, not much praise. And I was just very, very thirsty for that, to just really feel not just love, because I I did, like I knew that I was loved in my house, but I didn't feel empathy for me. You know, I didn't feel empathy from my caregivers at all. Not at all, but generally, very little. Um, They didn't have empathy for themselves. So it was probably hard to give me empathy. And they were all in survival mode. So I was just craving that really bad. And the point is, when I asked this question, that I think is really cool that this question came to me without like someone telling me to think about this question. So props, props to little Marina for that. Um, (laughs) I think that the most amazing thing that happened when I asked this question is that I really realized that I don't have to be a victim anymore. So I realized that, you know, I really was a victim when these terrible things happened to me in my childhood and in my teenage years and my life was not easy. And at this point that, you know, now I get to choose my friendships, I get to choose the people that I date, I get to choose a therapist, I get to choose all kinds of things I don't have to choose to be poor little Marina who's suffering and I don't have to choose to be a victim. Now, I understand that this is not the case for everyone. There are some adults that are in really terrible situations like poor or they experience a lot of racism or they're in really abusive situations and it's very hard to leave, right? So I totally acknowledge that. Thankfully, I wasn't in that situation. I was free. And the only place where I wasn't free was in, you know, in my own choosing. And I remember thinking so often that this crime of sexual abuse is so brilliant because it kind of stays with you forever. Like it just, this person who does it and does it to control you successfully controls you for for so long after it happens and that's how I always felt I felt like I was never free and I felt like this man was always with me no matter what I did and at that point when I asked this question I realized that it didn't have to be that way and I'm not saying that it was just a decision because it's not it's not just like a black or white decision So I think that a lot of people who get really triggered by this idea of trauma being our greatest gift don't realize that 
there are many ways to heal from trauma that maybe they have not discovered the right way for them yet. So, for example, what I mean is for a really long time, I thought that everything came to a mental decision. So, for example, if I want to succeed in something, I just decide and then it happens. And I know that a lot of like popular, uh, popular culture, personal development sounds like that. And I think this is a really big problem because it's just simply not true. Our body doesn't work that way and our trauma dictates our life, right? And we cannot just heal from trauma through the mind. We have to heal through the body. We have to do the healing work that is very deep. But the thing is that once we discover the healing work, and we actually engage in that process and it starts to work, meaning we don't spend so much time anymore shut down or disengaged from life or exhausted or overwhelmed, all these things. We start to discover who we actually are, our strength, our courage. That feels amazing. And I don't believe that I could ever really feel this way if I didn't experience the things that I experienced. So if I never went through this really terrible, abusive relationship, I believe that I wouldn't really get like a testament inside of my body from my own strength, my own ability to overcome, and my own longing for love and connection and trust and pleasure. All these things, you know, if this all just came naturally to me, I would never feel the depths of these things. I would never enjoy the depths of these things. And there's a reason why such a huge part of the human experience in the world is suffering. It is. It's a huge part of our experience. Every single one of us goes through times when we are so sad, in pain, when we're struggling, when things are hard, because we would never really understand and feel happiness deeply if we only were exposed to happiness. And that statement really, really, really doesn't mean that we should be sending letters of gratitude to anyone who ever inflicted you know, pain upon us. I mean, we could if we wanted to, but I'm not saying that I spend many, many days feeling so grateful that I went through abuse. No, <laughs> I don't do that. And of course, even now that I feel much more stable and I feel like I have the ability to bring myself back to stability in moments when I'm really, really struggling with my mental health, I still feel really angry and upset that I went through these things very often. So I do not think and I'm not suggesting that I'm really excited that this happened or that anyone should be. Like we can feel several things at the same time. I can feel grateful for the impact that this thing had on my life and I can be annoyed that it existed or that it happened, you know, at the same time. And that's a thing. Like, I believe that that's a huge part of healing and emotional maturity is this ability to allow two things to exist in your experience, in your body at the same time. And that's very, very special if you're able to do that. And that's something I work on all the time. So 
trauma is something that every single human experiences and we cannot escape it. It's a normal part of our existence. And it's a really important part of our existence because it teaches us what we want, who we are, you know, what we stand for. We learn by contrast. A lot of what we learn is by contrast. We don't learn by always just experiencing fun and pleasurable things. We learn by having difficult experiences that not only are we resilient and we can survive them, but also this and this and this doesn't work for me. And for me as a coach, as a practitioner, my goal is not to teach you how to avoid difficult things. My goal is not to teach you how to sit in your house and feel like no one can tell you the trauma or things that happened to you in your life were good things for you now as an adult and that you should just sit at home and just sulk in this pain all day long. My goal as a practitioner and as a coach is to teach you ways where you can actually learn how to move through trauma in a way where you can garner the wisdom from it into your body, into your life, where your happy experiences can be even more rich, where you can trust, learn to trust yourself even more, where you can learn that you matter even more because of the experiences that you had. And yeah, I do believe that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I know it's a very big cliche, but I really do believe that. I believe that it teaches you your own incredible resilience, and that is something that literally no one can take away from you. Like, people can cause you pain, and people can take, you know, so many things from you and hurt you in so many ways, and you can never prevent that. It is not possible to prevent this. Even if you meet someone wonderful and you decide to open your heart, they can hurt you really badly. The only thing, the only treasure that you will always carry with you is this knowing that you can move through anything, even if it's really, 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 really hard. And that feeling is so incredible. That knowing and that feeling in our bodies that things can be really hard, but I can move through them and I know how and I have the tools is so incredible. And I also don't think that every single person who has gone through any kind of trauma, even severe trauma, already easily feels that this trauma is their gift. I believe that there's a lot of work that needs to be done in order to arrive at this feeling. Because as I said in my journey, very often I spent a majority of the time cursing what happened to me rather than celebrating it. And that was because I didn't have the tools. No one came and taught me, you know. I was struggling so much and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to move through it. So I'm really grateful that these tools exist that can help me and have shown me how to move through trauma in a way where it becomes a gift. So that's why I decided for the title of this episode to be, can, you know, it's a question, can trauma be our greatest gift? 
Not always. Not always. If you feel lost in it, if you haven't found those things that will support you in this process, if you haven't found the community that will support you, like all these pieces that we really need, because I don't believe that we're meant to do this journey alone. And I don't believe that every tool works for every person. And in general, the more mindset-based personal development tools that are, you know, that claim that they can help you grow from challenges, I don't believe that they do that. I believe that they create a lot of them, right? And I think that they are useful for different parts and times of your journey, but I don't believe that they're useful when you feel that you are drowning in things that have happened to you and you're being told to just, you know, you, you can move through any challenge and just be grateful and all these kinds of things and say affirmations and, and then you'll be fine. That's why I do what I do because when I discovered the more body-based approach to things, my life shifted so profoundly. And my goal at that time was, okay, I understand that the only way to grow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little extreme, but I really believe that a very, very, very powerful way to grow is through challenge. But how do we do it? You know, how do we actually do it? Because it's not automatic. It's not like you go through the challenge and then you grow. No, you have to know how to do it. So that's what I'm very passionate about teaching. And when you know how to do it, then you know that whatever challenge happens to you, even if you are not grateful for that challenge, you are grateful for what it is showing you about yourself. So yeah, for me, you know, I'm very grateful and at the same time, very sad and very angry and very disgusted and very scared, you know, all these things about my experiences, my traumatic experiences that I have gone through. So I feel all these things at the same time and some days I feel really grateful and that's it. And some days I feel really scared and some days I feel really sad. So every day looks different. And that's exactly the point. It's not linear and it changes and it gets to shift. So this is some of the things that we're going to be diving so deeply into in our beautiful Costa Rica retreat happening this March. And I'm so excited that it's going to be in person, that we're actually going to get to hug and talk and feel so safe and supported and get these incredible healing tools in this beautiful, beautiful location in Costa Rica with a giant waterfall in the jungle because nature is so freaking healing and in community. So definitely check out the retreat details in the show notes. And I would be super excited to hear about your own story, your own healing story and how you view trauma now, how that has changed, how that has shifted over time. So please make sure to share that in your Instagram stories and tag this episode so that I can hear about your perspective. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you're leaving this episode feeling inspired and hopeful. I'm sending you all my love and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. If you liked it, please.
please make sure to leave me a review so that more beautiful humans can get to this podcast and subscribe to the show. And please do share it with a friend who would benefit. And I always love to hear from all of you on Instagram. So visit me there at marina.y.t. I share really awesome content and would love to hear your comments about the episodes. Until next time, I love you so much and I appreciate you. Have the most beautiful day.